Today on episode number 23 of Life After Sight Loss Radio, we're discussing false beliefs that we have after sight loss. Welcome to Life After Sight Loss Radio, the podcast helping you discover life after sight loss. My name is Derek Daniel. I am your host and resident VIP, aka visually impaired person. If you're new to the program, hey, welcome aboard. This is the place where we do product reviews, life advice, encouragement, how-tos, and so much more, all with the express purpose of helping individuals and families who are going through or facing physical sight loss. Hey there, guys. Welcome back to the podcast. And if you're new, welcome for the first time. I'm so glad that you're here. Today on the show, we got a lot of great information. I'm super excited about it, as I always am. We're going to talk about some false beliefs that we have after we lose our sight. Then we've got a question of the week. We've got a great uh, tech thing that I'm going to talk about. And just, it's going to be a great episode. So I'm so glad that you're here to soak up all this wonderful information. Hey, before we get started, as always, you can find the show notes to today's episode. All you got to do is go to lifeaftersightloss.com slash 023, and that'll give you links, information, conversation, and more. Hop on over to lifeaftersightloss.com slash 023. Now, the first thing I want to cover today is the question of the week. And I got an email recently from a lady who is, well, she's a bit older. I'm not going to you know, reveal her age, but she's a little bit older. And she was asking me um, you know, about what she should do right now. Her basic story is that she's had this uh, eye issue since she was very, very young. And now she's dealing with macular degeneration and other issues because of age. And she's researched her different disease and, and she's gone to doctors and looked for treatments and all this stuff. And she's basically asking, hey, should I go ahead and keep on doing this or should I kind of forego that and just sort of accept the blindness? Now, I'm put, she didn't say accept, but I'm putting that word in there for her. And I wrote back to her and I wanted to share it with you guys today because I thought it was important. So often what people do is they'll say either one or the other. You know what? You don't need to give up hope. You need to keep on pursuing a cure. You need to fight for the cure. Don't, you know, don't ever accept that you're blind because, you know, whatever the case is. And the other people would say, well, you need to accept that you're blind so that you can find help and appropriate, uh, you know, tools and, and and technology and stuff to live your life on a regular basis. You know, you, you're not just going to be sighted tomorrow or whatever the case is. So here's the thing I told her. I think you can actually do both. I think that you can accept that you are visually impaired and not give up hope of a possible treatment and cure for whatever is going, uh, you know, going on in your eyes. I think that you as a person can find, you know, adequate things to help you live your everyday life, whether that's, you know, technology, whether that's, uh, you know, just rubber bands and and an index card, whatever it is, I think you can find those things and accept, you know what, I am visually impaired. Right now, I have a visual impairment that causes me not to live my life exactly the same way I always did. However, I'm not going to just put treatment and cure on the back burner. I'm going to still pursue that, you know, as my life goes on. I think you can 
do both. I think when you do one or the other, it's like, you know, suggesting that, well, there is no possible cure, so forget it and I'm going to live in depression. Or you almost live in denial because you're not, quote, accepting the blindness. And so I think you can do both. And to that woman and to anybody listening out there, whether you're older, younger, whatever the case is, you know what? Accept the blindness. You know, this is what it is. It's not going to happen overnight. You're not just going to magically accept it and move on. But start that process and never give up hope that someday, somehow, some way, there will be a treatment and a cure for whatever ails you and causes your sight loss. So a special thank you to that lady for sending me that email. I really appreciate it. And if you have a question you'd like to send me, you can drop me an email, Derek, D-E-R-E-K, at lifeaftersightloss.com. You know, after we go through something tragic in our life, a lot of times we'll start believing things about ourselves and our surroundings that really aren't true. In fact, let's just call it what it is. They're lies. We start believing lies and that starts affecting us at a core level. I recently did a video talking about, you know, the lies that we believe. And I wanted to cover it here on the podcast because I wanted to dive in a little deeper on each one of these and give us an idea of maybe why we believe these things and why we shouldn't and then what we can do about it. So as we go through these things, just kind of picture in your mind, are these things affecting you? And if so... You know, how can you best deal with it, most appropriately deal with it, and, you know, move forward and find the truth, because that is really what's most important. So let's jump into it. Some of the false beliefs that we have about ourselves after sight loss. The first one is, I am useless. Now, this one is a classic one because we feel like the things we've always done, we cannot do. Things like driving, things like, I don't know, reading the mail or whatever the case is. You know, we think of all these things. It's like, oh, I I, I can't do those things, so now I'm useless. And now I, I don't serve a great purpose or whatever. And it's like, the truth is you're not useless. I mean, why is it that we now define ourselves by the fact that we can't drive anymore? We never defined ourselves like that before. We never said, well, I can drive, therefore I have value. Never did you think that before, but now all of a sudden you do because you think, well, I don't serve any grand purpose. I'm useless. And like I said, the simple fact is you're not useless. You have great purpose. You have value. And again, that's a whole conversation. We've talked about that before, but you do have value. You're not useless. Now, you may serve uh, in different aspects of your life. Uh, You might not be able to do the things you've always done. However, that doesn't automatically disqualify you from your best use case or, you know, having value in life. So I just want to encourage you, the first lie that you believe uh, that you may be believing is that you're useless. And the truth is, you're not useless. Another lie that we believe is that people would be better off without me. Now, this one goes real deep and can cause some real issues, but here's the thing. What we assume is, especially, let's say, let me give you a good example, like a spouse, okay? So, somebody loses their sight, and all of a sudden, the other spouse has to take up a lot of the slack, you know, especially at first. Now, as the years go on, it you know becomes a little different, but all of a sudden, they're driving everywhere. All of a sudden, they're having to help kids with their homework in much different ways. Maybe they're having to cook everything. Maybe they're having to take care of the, you know, bills and, and the budget and stuff like that because sight loss can come in and cause a big wreck. And all of a sudden, now that person believes they're useless. Now they start believing, well, my husband, my wife, my kids, whatever, they'd be 
better off without me. They would live an easier life without me. They would live a life where they could do what they wanted and not have to worry about me all the time, and and they wouldn't have to, to deal with these things. But the reality is, I want to tell you something, without you, their lives would not be near what they are now because you, again, you serve an an amazing purpose because, look, this is cheesy, but nobody's you, right? I mean, Mr. Rogers has said it, kids' TV shows have said it constantly. Nobody's you. There's only one you. Now, yeah, sure, if you dumb yourself down to just doing tasks, then anybody can do that. But you're the only you that there is. And so if you just went away for whatever reason, and again, we're not going to go too deep into it, but for whatever reason, if you just went away, I mean, your life... The, the people in your life would, would live such a different life. Think back to, you know, It's a Wonderful Life, that Christmas movie that we've watched so many times. When he's gone, everything is affected, and people are not better off without him. Now, maybe it won't be to that extreme, but your husband, your wife, your kids, your friends, your family, they would have a huge void in their life without you. Yes, they've had to pick up some slack. Yes, they've had to do some things they didn't normally do because of sight loss. Yes, it might be hard. It might be stressful. It might be difficult, especially right now if you've just recently lost your sight. However, people would not be better off without you. And so I want to make sure you understand that and you hear that. And maybe... You know, you're the the caretaker, the sighted supporter, and you think that, wow, I, this person, uh, you know, I'm, I'm just causing problems here, and, and I'm just going to leave the situation and let them deal with it, and that's not healthy either. So, I just want to let you know, whether you're sighted, whether you're blind, whatever the case is, people would not be better off without you. The third false belief that we have is that I can no longer be an effective Fill in the blank. Whatever this might be. Maybe maybe this is your job. This is a hobby, whatever it is. I know people say, I can't be an effective parent any longer. I can't be an effective spouse. I can't be an effective teacher. I can't be an effective coworker. I can't be an effective whatever, you know? And because they have this view of like, this is what an effective parent, let's say, you know, that's what this is. Or this is what an effective spouse does. And again, I just want to state this because I think it's so important that before sight loss, we never judged ourselves on these standards, right? We never said, oh, a, a good parent is one who drives around everywhere. That's that's a good parent. A good parent is one who can read the paperwork when it comes home from the school. You know, a good parent is one that can see their kids from 10 yards away. Nobody ever judges a parent based on those kinds of standards and not even us. But then when we lose our sight, it's like, oh, I'm a terrible parent because I can't drive my kids to their, you know, to their practices. I'm a terrible parent because I can't read their homework. I'm a terrible. It's like, what? That's not, you didn't judge yourself like that before. Why now? Again, it's these false beliefs. It's not true. You can be an effective parent. I've only been a parent as a visually impaired person. And I am an effective parent. Now, am I perfect? No. <laughs> no, I'm not. But that doesn't really have much to do with my sight loss. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> I'm, I'm a person and imperfect. But as a parent, I can be an effective parent without sight. Ask my kids. Ask my spouse. Speaking of spouse, I can be an effective spouse. Again, am I perfect? No, but that doesn't have much to do with my sight loss. And so whether it's friends, family, coworker, whatever you're doing, I want you to know 
that you can be an effective fill in the blank. You can be whatever it is that you are based on just being you. It doesn't have much to do with your sight loss. Sure, you might have to do things different. Sure, you might have to approach things in a little bit different way. But that doesn't mean you can no longer be effective. And I just want to encourage you in that, that you can be an effective fill-in-the-blank. A fourth false belief that we have oftentimes is the classic, I am a burden on everyone. Like, I'm just a burden on people. And this kind of goes back to that whole idea of like, you know, people will be better off without me because I'm a burden on people. Oh, they have to come pick me up or, oh, they have to uh, help me read this product or, oh, they have to do this for me. It's like, I'm just a burden on people. Look, the reality is sometimes it can be difficult, especially when you're a caretaker, a sighted supporter. It can be a little more, um, you know, things to take on. But being a burden on someone, think about a burden is something you have to like carry around all the time. And the reason we feel like a burden is not necessarily based on other people telling us that. It's this internal monologue that we have going on saying, look at all the help that you need now, especially if you were super independent before sight loss. If you, quote, didn't need help from anyone, you know, if you did it all yourself. Now it's this internal monologue saying, oh, look at all the help you need. You're a huge burden. And it's really the belief system we have about people and, you know, needing to help themselves and things like that. And so it's really teaching us and humbling us and saying, you know what? You need some help and that's okay. There's nothing wrong with taking help from people. There's nothing wrong with challenging people to be helpful and kind and caring. Think about it that way. I had somebody tell me once because I was like, they got to come pick me up. And they were like, well, yeah, but you're allowing them and giving them the opportunity to be helpful and kind and compassionate and learn those things if they don't know it already. And it was like, wow, okay. So remember, you're not a burden on people. And if somebody feels like you're a burden, that's their issue, not your issue. You're not not trying to be a burden. You're just trying to live your life and you need a little bit extra help. One good example is I like to take my kids out to dinner sometimes just by myself. Now with Uber in my area, it can be very helpful and we've done that before, but sometimes I need somebody to take us somewhere. And I've had to call somebody and say, hey, can you take us over to this place and I don't know, come back and pick us up in an hour and a half or whatever it is. And I feel just like, oh, that's such horrible. But you know, people that love me and care for me, they'll tell me no if they can't. They'll tell me yes if they can, whatever it is. I'm not a burden on these people because they have enough of a relationship with me to feel like they're like, well, I can't do that right now. I can do that tomorrow or whatever the case is. So again, if they're feeling like it's a burden, that's their issue. Don't make it your issue because remember, the truth is you're not a burden. And finally, the classic one that we always hear is that my life is over. My life is over. When you ask somebody to give you advice after they've lost their sight, when they, what's a piece of advice? They always say, oh, uh, life isn't over, you know, but that's something we, my life is over. It's done. I, I, I don't have the same job or I, I, I don't have the same abilities or whatever. My life is over. And look, I'm going to give you some truth. Maybe this is hard truth to hear, but the life as you knew it is over. Yeah, that's, that's done. Uh, Again, I don't mean your life is over. I mean that the life as you knew it, you know, the life where you drove around all the time, the life where you went to a job that was very sight intensive, the the life where you thought everything was going to work out from here 20 years later and it was that life as you knew it is over. Maybe you had a child lose their sight and now the life that you had, quote, planned for them in your mind 
yeah, that's over. But it doesn't mean their life is over. It means that the way you had it planned, the way you had it visualized for yourself or your family member, that's going to be over. But it doesn't mean they're not going to do great things anyway. It doesn't mean they're not going to do amazing things and have a great life or you're not going to have a great life. Life itself isn't over. And so just facing the fact that, yeah, okay, it's not going to be the way I thought it was going to be, but that's okay. You know, facing that hard truth first and then saying, well, it's not going to be exactly the way I thought, but that's okay. I can deal with that. You know, it, it takes a little uh, trial and error. It takes a little working through. It's, it's emotional. It's mental. It's physical. It's all those things. At the end of the day, knowing that your life isn't over is so, so important. So remember, regardless of where you're at right now in your sight loss or whatever, life as you knew it might be different, but life isn't over. So there you go, guys. Five false beliefs that we have. And just a quick recap for you. First, I am useless. And we know that's not true because you have great value. Number two, people would be better off without me. And we know that's not true because you serve a great purpose in your friends' and family's lives. There's only one you. The third one is, I'll never be an effective fill-in-the-blank parent, a teacher, a whatever. And we know that's not true because when you were sighted, you did not base your effectiveness on your sight. And so now that we're uh, in a visually impaired kind of mode, we're not basing ourselves on our sight loss either. Number four, I'm a burden on everyone around me. And we know that's not true because we're asking people to help us and teaching them to be kind and caring. And if somebody thinks you're a burden, that's their issue, not yours. You're not a burden on people. And finally, number five, my life is over. And we know that's not true because though the life you had pictured for yourself might be, quote, over, might be different, your life right here, right now is not over. And so I want you to remember something, guys. Someone once said that it is the truth that would set us free. And so what is the truth about all these? Well, we've talked about them each one individually. And the truth, the reality, the very true hard statement is that you are a person with visual impairment. But that's okay. You know, yes, it's going to be hard. Yes, it is hard, especially at first. And when I say first, I don't mean for the first two weeks. I mean for the first two weeks, two months, two years, 10 years. I don't know how long it's going to last for you. There's no standard of time, but it's going to be difficult. And nobody's beating around the bush here and saying it's not. So regardless of what you need, I want you to know that it takes pursued focus on your part to get help. Maybe that's a mentor, a counselor, to to seek outside comfort and care and support and understanding and let people know that you're feeling this way. Hey, I'm feeling useless. I'm feeling like a burden. And let other people say, you know what? You're not a burden. You're not useless. You know, your life's not over. If I can tell you that today, I want you to know it and let those people in your lives that love you, that care for you, tell you that as well. And so today, remember that the truth is life's not over And it only gets better from here. The truth is that sight loss isn't the end. It's just the beginning. So guys, I tried out some new tech this week and I've got some videos up on my YouTube channel and it's from a company called Hook Audio and they make this product called the Hook Verse and it is a Bluetooth headset that's wireless that, you know, no wire going to your phone or anything and it's a normal Bluetooth headset but it's got microphones on there that are 
recording 3D audio. So what that means is basically it's recording all the sounds around you. And when you put the headphones on to listen to that, you can hear, you know, the bird on the right and the car on the left and whatever the case is. It's really, really neat. And so I've got a video over in the show notes at lifeaftersightloss.com slash 023 where I give a review of the product. And if you go to my YouTube channel, lifeaftersightloss.com slash YouTube, you can see a couple of other videos where I unbox it and then I do a piece of content with it where I'm actually using the product and you can hear the sound, the 3D audio. So make sure you're plugging in your headphones for that one as well. And a special shout out to Hook Audio for allowing me the chance to review that product, for sending it out, letting me review it and checking it out. So if you're interested, hop on over to hookaudio.com and of course, links in the show notes as well. finally, guys, as we wind things down here on this episode, I want to give you our word of the week. Now, what is the word of the week? Well, basically, it's just one word that I pick out to kind of sum up what we've talked about and let you start a discussion with the people around you. So today, our word of the week is acceptance. Now, we talked about this briefly earlier in the podcast about accepting your sight loss and so forth, but I want to give you the definition. Now, the definition of acceptance is the action of consenting to receive or undertake something offered. One more time, it says the action of consenting to receive or undertake something offered. Now, again, we don't think as sight loss being offered to us like a gift or a present. It's sort of forced on us most of the time. But this definition is interesting to me. Because if we're really accepting something, we are consenting or agreeing to undertake this life as a visually impaired person. We're consenting. We're agreeing to do that. It doesn't mean we like it. Acceptance doesn't mean we're like, yay, I'm visually impaired. It's my, you know, that's not what we're doing. Nobody says that. What we're suggesting and saying is, hey, I understand now that I'm visually impaired. I don't love it. It's not my favorite part. It's not what I would have chosen. However, I'm going to consent and agree to undertake this life fully, you know, whether that means learning new technology, whether that means, you know, stepping out of my comfort zone and using that white cane, uh, going and getting a guide dog and whatever else. Guys, here's the thing. We're agreeing to that and we're saying I am going to undertake this and now it's it's my control. Look, I didn't have a choice in losing my sight, but I'm going to make the choice in accepting it. I'm going to make the choice to to agree to this, to undertake this with all that I have. It's going to be hard days. It's going to be hard moments. I'm not going to get everything right every time. I'm going to be mad, sad, frustrated, whatever. All that's saying that, you know what? My life has changed, and now I'm going to fully step into that and be all that I am as well as visually impaired. We're not defining ourselves by being visually impaired. We're not saying, well, I'm a visually impaired person. That's all I am. We're simply saying I'm a person who has a visual impairment. And remember that acceptance doesn't always happen overnight. It can take a while. It's a process. So be okay with that and learn to accept a little more each and every day. All right, guys. Well, that about wraps it up for me this week on today's episode. First of all, thank you for listening. I'm so excited that you decided to tune in and check out the podcast and you made it all the way to the end. A couple of things I'd love for you to do. Obviously, if you haven't subscribed to the podcast, I'd love for you to do that. Head on over to lifeaftersightloss.com slash podcast and get the links to do that in Apple Podcasts, on Stitcher, uh, Google Play, all those places. And if you're listening on the website, thank you so much for checking it out. Read the show notes, all that good stuff. Make sure to subscribe 
subscribe so you don't miss another single episode. Also, while you're subscribing, if you want to leave a rating and review, maybe on iTunes, something like that, I would love to hear your opinion on the podcast and let other people know, hey, I really enjoyed this and you should listen to it as well. So ratings and reviews are always appreciated. I love hearing from all of you guys. And finally, guys, I want to make mention that if you're struggling with any of these false beliefs, if you're going through some of these things right now and you'd like somebody to walk alongside of you in a more personal way, I provide coaching for individuals, couples, families, whatever the case is. Sight loss coaching. Look, I can't solve all of your problems, but I want to be there and help you walk through it. So go to lifeaftersightloss.com slash coaching to get more information. And you can send me an email if you need more, if you have more questions, whatever the case is. I'd love to walk through that with you guys. And that is it for this week on Life After Sight Loss Radio. Again, thank you so much for listening to the podcast. I so appreciate it. And don't forget, guys, that any information provided on the podcast or on the website is intended for informational and educational purposes only. If you're in need of professional, medical, or legal advice, please seek out a specialist in your area. And there you go, my friends. Thank you again for listening. And until next time, remember that sight loss isn't the end. It's just the beginning. My name is Derek Daniel from lifeaftersightloss.com, and I'll see you in the next one.